Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Steelers Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Thursday morning. But this isn't just any Thursday morning. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving. Here we are at the end of November. Season's flying by, but it is, at least in the United States, it is Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this on Thanksgiving Day, I'll say it again. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this tomorrow, simply because um, you didn't have the time to listen to it on Thanksgiving, more power to you. I hope you had a great day. I hope you spent it with family, with loved ones, whoever it was you wanted to spend it with. More importantly, not more importantly, definitely not more importantly, most importantly is to, is to spend it with, with loved ones. But also, um, I hope you maybe enjoyed some football. But uh, it's right now it's Thursday morning. The, the Thanksgiving Day games have yet to happen. So that's just something I look forward to. It doesn't matter who's playing on Thanksgiving for me. I always love to have the games on. I always like to try to do some kind of fantasy sports things with the games to give me a little bit more reason to watch them. But uh, Thanksgiving and football, they're, they're kind of intertwined. Mike Tomlin talked about that this week in his in his uh, weekly press conference because he was asked uh, uh, about it a little bit. But the Steelers are not playing on Thanksgiving. The Steelers are not even playing on Sunday. The Pittsburgh Steelers do not play until Monday night football where they will be in Indianapolis to, to play the Colts. Yeah, on paper and on looking at the standings, this is a matchup that outside of these fan bases is probably not going to be overly appealing. This is the the prime matchup of what they're talking about with next year being able to flex games out of Monday night football. So um, if this was 2023, I don't know that this was being played based on these teams and their records. Although I didn't really look to see if there was that many better games. And honestly, I did look because there there's not, because I had to do my three games to watch article. Man, I didn't even care about some of the matchups dealing with the Steelers' upcoming opponents. They just didn't look like very good games. I just picked the best games of the weekend regardless of how it played out and uh, and just rolled with that. So uh, if you're on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, on Thanksgiving that our article will be out highlighting those games. But uh, before we get into it, we're going to be talking stats, not turkey. Uh, that was uh, a Brian Anthony Davis original. Thank you, Bad, for for the title. But, I mean, I could talk turkey. I really could. But you know what? We better talk, talk stats instead because that's what this show is and that's what we do. Before we get on to other things, I'm, I, I always have to do this towards the beginning because I'm always afraid I'm going to forget. And that is the Zebra Technologies Next Gen Stats of the Week. Notice I, I emphasized the with it. No, I'm not laughing like Greg Benevent. Sorry, Greg. Um, that's me just uh, emphasizing that it's plural this time because I actually have multiple stats from the Pittsburgh Steelers from this game that came to me from Zebra Technologies. So let's dive into those numbers. And that way we can say we talked about stats and not just Thanksgiving. So here we go. To start off, it'll be very similar to last week. The first one is dealing with Najee Harris. And this is what Zebra Technology said. Uh, Najee Harris had a strong day on the ground, um, converting 20 carries into 90 yards and two touchdowns. He prefer, performed about as expected, according to NGS, as he finished the day with minus one RYOE. 
Yeah, that's what they have. Um, yeah, I should okay. Uh, R Y O L E. I'm trying to even remember what that is. Um, that's uh, it's not expected yards. What is? I'm trying to tr- remember what is R Y O E. I mean, I know last week they did it of you know yards over expected, but R Y yards. And so it's yards over. It's rushing yards over expected. That's what it is. Yes, that's R Y O R Y O E. Sorry about that. Whew. Yes. So we've got that one. So there's the Najee Harris stat. Next. We have a George Pickens stat. George Pickens has become a major downfield threat for the Steelers with his 19.3 average targeted air yards leading all receivers in week 11. Pickens caught four of his six targets for 83 yards and a touchdown on the day. But a lot of that, you know, it's targeted air yards. Even if it wasn't caught, we do know that George Pickens did have that one deep ball uh, that went through his hands Uh towards the end of the game. The Steelers ended up scoring on that drive anyway, but it would have been a little bit faster for them to to, to find the end zone. And last, but definitely not least, under the tight ends, we have Pat Frermuth. Pat Frermuth had the most receptions and targets of all tight ends in week 11. He had um, eight receptions on 12 targets. As he racked up 79 yards receiving, which was third most among tight ends in a breakthrough week against the Bengals defense. So I don't know how much of a breakthrough week that really was for Pat Fairmouth. I expect him to be targeted more now that um, as the Steelers are figuring out their offense uh, since they moved on from Chase Claypool. So those are the stats from Zebra Technologies. Now let's go ahead and talk about this past game, which... I mean, last week, you all know, I was excited to talk about it. I was at the game. I loved the numbers with it. I felt like the Steelers, I felt like I discovered the Steelers' identity. And as I talked about with my brother on Tuesday night, now I feel like I have not. Because I thought that the Steelers' identity was, hey, defense is going to come out, they're going to shut you down, and they're going to make you make you struggle to score points so that way the offense doesn't have to do as much in order to win the game. That is not the case. The Steelers scored 30 points, even though some people want to talk about those last seven points being in garbage time. I say they were in semi-garbage time. Um, I don't dismiss them nearly as much. I talked about this when I was asked this question, and that is a team is not simply going to just hand you a touchdown if it makes the game within one score. Because then you're an onside kick away from a tie or from an over. Well, not yet. I don't want to say tie from an overtime game or a loss. So there, there it's a little bit more. Now, if, if you're down 17 and you score a touchdown with under a minute left, you're still down two scores. You know, they're, they're probably like, yeah, whatever. But when the Steelers were able to cut it to seven, um, to me, that's not quite the same level. Um, and I still can't believe that George Pickens got behind people um, in that in that scenario because that's the one thing that they're trying not to give up. But regardless, the Steelers did score 30 points, and it wasn't enough. Now, the thing that's difficult with that, and 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 it's something that I've talked about with with other people this week, and that is if you look at where the Steelers came up short. If you want to look at what it went out with my article of the game-changing moment, where was the moment where it got away from the Steelers? Where was the point of no return? Where was, you know, the tipping point? All those different ways to describe it. Almost all of them came on the offensive side of the ball. When the Steelers didn't score the touchdown after the T.J. Watt interception and just settled for a field goal without a first down when the Steelers got the ball in their own territory and couldn't put points on the board, 
not in their own territory, sorry, in Bengals territory and couldn't put points on the board. When when the Steelers finally got a first down, which they didn't have one in the entire third quarter, um, in the second play of the fourth quarter, they got a first down. And then they you know, had a wasted play of the flea flicker, which just seemed discombobulated, didn't seem like a very – if you're going to run quick, you want to run a play that you're confident in. And that did not reek of confidence. Um, and then just how that kind of went away from them. A lot of these things came back to the Steelers' offense. But that's because it was easier to pinpoint one specific play or set of plays that really set it off for the Steelers. When it, was, when it came to the defense, it was more like death by a thousand cuts. It was difficult to pinpoint. One of the, one of the nominees I had was the 93-yard touchdown drive. That was after the Steelers um, squandered away the great field position and had to punt again. I mean, Renegade did the job. The Steelers, you know, the, the, the stadium got the, the Bengals to jump off sides. The Steelers held them to only two yards after that. They had to punt on fourth and 13. The Steelers get the ball in their, in the Bengal territory and the offense lays an egg. Well, right. Not, not even to start. They, their first play was a rush for like 12 yards. Then you had the penalties and other things going on. And I still haven't found a, a shot to, to show what Pat Fairmuth did to get called for that hold. Um, so you just had some things that weren't all together and weren't very um, precise and concise um, with the offense. And that's the problem with the defense is it's something that they just kind of surrendered throughout the game. So I'm going to give you this number. How about the number seven? This was the number of plays the Steelers gave up that were more than 20 yards throughout the game. They gave up seven chunk plays of what I'm going to say, seven chunk plays of where um, they gave up more than 20 yards on, on a play. And that's just very interesting. Of course, they were all in the passing game because the Steelers, once again, they did a good job shutting down the run. Um, that well, it's 62 yards. I think it was, I'd have to, completely uh, double check of, of what they did. Yeah, it was 62. I was right there. Um, that That's how many rushing yards they surrendered in the game. You know, yes, Joe Mixon went down injured, but before he did, he wasn't running very well either. Um, so it wasn't in the run game, but it definitely was the running backs in the passing game. The, the, the Bengals just took the approach of, hey, we want to get your guys away from the defensive front and just and make your linebackers deal with our running backs rather than your, your front four or your front five, depending on if you're in sub package or not. So you look at these plays and the, 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 all these 20-plus yard plays, the shortest one of all those over 20 yards was a 21-yard play on the Bengals' second drive, and it set them up where they scored a 45-yard field goal. Every other play other after that one that went for 20 yards or more, well, they were all 24 or more, they were on a drive where the Bengals scored a touchdown. There was two of them on the next drive, a 24, and then the 29-yard touchdown. Uh, then there was another 24-yard reception in there. Um, let's see, that one was one that to, was to, was to T Higgins, um, that led to then a touchdown. Then there was a 33 yard catch in the, in, in the, in what, what was that? That was in the second half, um, that, that was, that was to T Higgins ultimately led to a touchdown a few plays, you know, f- you know, several plays later, um, on the, on their last touchdown drive, that 93 yard touchdown, uh, how about two big plays right away of what they had? But not only that, there's another number involved with that. 
And that number is three. Right? The Bengals scored four touchdowns. They scored four touchdowns in a game. Oh, man, that's that's a lot of touchdowns to, to surrender. So the Steelers surrendered four touchdowns. But on those four touchdown drives, the Bengals only ran a third down play three times. That's right. Three times did they even run a third down play on those four touchdown drives. Now, their first touchdown drive, it was a third and short. The Steelers made the stop, but Robert Spillane got caught for a face mask. I didn't like the call because the call for a face mask is supposed to be that you have to actually grip the face mask or have, you know, forcefully turned the head and the neck if you're just, if you don't have a hold of the face mask. He just brushed his hand over his face mask. That that wasn't malicious and he didn't grab a hold of it. And that extended that drive, which ended up being being a touchdown drive. After that, so one of them was by a penalty. They only had two more third down plays at all in their next three touchdown drives. In the final drive, well, not the overall, their final touchdown drive, not the overall final drive of the game, but their final touchdown drive, the 93-yarder that, that kind of put things away because the Steelers then had to go for it on fourth down on the next drive, handed them a field goal, all that other stuff. They did not have a single third down. The Bengals were never forced in to have to convert a third down. So you talk about those weighty downs that Coach Tomlin likes to talk about. What the Bengals did was they avoided those. They they got first downs without pushing it to third down. When you look at it overall, the Bengals on the game, in the game, they only had nine third down plays. Nine third down plays. Three of those were on the touchdown drives, and those were the three they converted. But on those touchdown drives, they just never reached third down. The Steelers had 17 third down plays that they were constantly having to try to to convert. And the Steelers converted 47% of them, which, once again, that's actually pretty good. But the problem with that was the Steelers converted 71% in the first half because they were 5 of 7 on third down. They were only three of 10 in the second half for 30%. And those were all in the fourth quarter. That The third quarter offense just sucked the life out of this team. And, and it's really easy to say, oh, man, the Steelers did nothing with the third quarter. And that's what lost them the game. But you still also got to remember that defense surrendered 37 points. Complimentary football is something that we talk about an awful lot. In the first half, of the game, the Pittsburgh Steelers scored, not the Pittsburgh Steelers, sorry, the Cincinnati Bengals had two touchdowns in the first half. They had two touchdown drives in the first half. But here's what's what's of note in of that one. Every drive in the first half after the Bengals scored a touchdown, the Steelers answered with a touchdown. That's complimentary football. If the defense gives it up, the offense has to come back and come through for them. And you try to do things vice versa with that, with with those. But to me, it's like, okay, the Bengals found the end zone Steelers. They got to match it. And they did in the first half. They matched it. Second half was where that fell apart. I mean, I I keep talking about it. The, The Steelers squander and allow other teams to take advantage of the end of the first half and then start the second half um, 
putting up all these points against them that is very fresh. I mean, I was ready for it to happen in week, what was the one following the bye? Week 10 against the Saints. They gave up 10 points to the Saints right at the end of the half and then let the say and then the Saints had the had the second half kickoff. But the Steelers held them to a three and out. But then they had the same thing turn around on them. That they scored, the Steelers scored 10 points in the final two minutes of the game. One of which is because it got that nice interception from Levi Wallace and was able to get into field goal range. 10 points in the final two minutes and got the ball to start the second half. But what they do, they did a three and out. But then the defense held. They, they gave up one first down and then they held the Bengals to a punt. And what did the Steelers do? They did another three and out. Then the Bengals with good field position turn around and score a touchdown. And what did the Steelers do? Another three and out. And then T.J. Watt on the next play comes up with an amazing interception and sets the Steelers' offense up um, on the 21-yard line and three plays and a, and, a, and a field goal. It's not technically not a three and out, but, yeah, it's a three and kick is what I'll say. That's, that's what was so frustrating is that's not complimentary football. That wasn't the complimentary football that the Steelers were getting in the first half. And that's just why things seemed a little bit off. I'm still disappointed with with things because I know we're running a little bit over here in the first half. The most disappointing thing with me is I thought the Steelers had an identity defensively. When T.J. Watt came back, they did what they did against the Saints, um, regardless of who their opponent was, to be one of five games up until that point to where a team was held under 190 yards in the NFL – doesn't matter who your opponent was. To be one of three games where a team was held under 30 yards rushing, regardless of who your opponent was, that that was another big thing. I was ready for the Steelers' defense to step up. And the fact they gave up 17 points in the first half, I'm like, you know what? Make the halftime adjustments, shut it down in the second half like you did last week, and they're going to win this game. And they're going to win this game. And they did it, and they couldn't do it. The defense couldn't do it. The off, I mean, I wonder how much it would have helped the Steelers defense if the offense could have extended the lead we'll never know but just think of what that could have done for the defense by the offense extended the lead maybe maybe it forces the Bengals into doing some things they didn't want to do maybe it forces another turnover so it it really was a, a, a team loss in that aspect but I also want to put this and you're like oh Dave make excuses I'm not making excuses but remember what a lot of people thought of this Steelers team going into the season. The Steelers have been favored in one game all season. One game. And that was the Jets game. And that was part of that was because they didn't know what to do with that line because the Jets were, was, were bringing back Zach Wilson, who now isn't starting anymore for them, or at least this week. But there was kind of an unknown there. So the Steelers, that was the only game they've been favored this week, or this week, this year. Every time they've won, it's been an upset. That's who this team is. And, I mean, to upset the Bengals twice in one season would have been a really big deal. That's the the reigning AFC champions, representatives of the Super Bowl last year. Yes, you could talk about missing Jamar Chase and things of that nature. But still, and what's frustrating is this. I picked the Steelers to win the game because I really felt they had the recipe where they could have won the game. And what's sad is Steelers fans, we saw in that game where they could have won the game. They just didn't. I think that's what this Pittsburgh Steelers team is this year. They have opportunities in almost all their games. I mean, there's a couple games, I would say, definitely the Bills game. And, I mean, even the Eagles game, it was at least into the second half, that you feel like they're right there and they can be contenders and pull that game off. 
The only question isn't if they left themselves that possibility. It's will they come through with it? And that's what it is right now. Will they come through when given the opportunity to do something to snag a game? They've come up short most of the time. That's to me, that's really who this who this team is. But uh um it's it, it was a rough game numbers wise. But once again, like I said, the Steelers 62 yards that they surrendered on the ground. The Steelers have only given up 91 yards over the last two games, less than a hundred yards over the last two games. The only other team in the NFL that has given up less than a hundred yards over their last two games is the Baltimore Ravens. And I think they gave up 84. So the Steelers, their run defense is really coming on, but in today's NFL, I don't know, but that's also going to be a key for this coming game that we're going to talk about after our break. So stick around. We'll be right back to look, to go over these numbers uh, with, with the Steelers and the Colts. When my phone rang, she found someone new. surprise, how life could We are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Let's get into this matchup, even though man, it just feels like it's so long away because Thanksgiving is happening and, and something like that. And the Steelers, I mean, I, I get excited for 4 o'clock on Saturdays to say, oh, is there going to be a roster move? Like last week, oh, are they going to are they going to activate the Marvin layout? I didn't think they needed, you know, that they would yet, being a rookie, as for, you know, had just come back that week. Are they going to put a, a Kello Witherspoon on IR? I'm just curious of any moves they're going to make. They have until Monday at 4 o'clock. Monday at 4 o'clock. So because of that, you're – you're going to get my last minute thoughts on the typical Sunday morning that you would normally get it. Cause even if we waited until Monday morning to do last minute thoughts, I'm not going to have any more information than what I, than what I'm going to have Sunday morning because there it, the, 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 the last minute roster moves aren't going to have happened. So that's just a little programming note. Also, if you're listening to this on Thursday, there will be no Steelers preview tonight. Steelers preview will be on Sunday. Uh, tonight there will be a Q and a, um, at some point. So uh, if you want to catch that live, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel in order to catch that. Let's dive into these numbers. This is interesting. This is interesting because people were kind of, you know, the, people were down on the Colts as well. But the Colts, I tell you what, they've got a good defense. They do a good job of keeping the points down, keeping the yards down, and keeping keeping themselves in games. I mean, look at last week. They lost to the Eagles 17 to 16. The Eagles had to score a touchdown to take the lead late in the game in order to win it. Look at that. They held the Eagles to 17 points. That's that's significant. That's significant. And that's that's the identity of the Indianapolis Colts because they've been able to do it all season. I thought maybe that was the way the Steelers were going. But uh, when you see some of the, these numbers, you're going to be like, oh, wow, that's quite interesting. So let's look at these matchups. The Colts on offense. This is the first time that the Steelers are actually taking on a team that isn't 
this offense isn't crazy ahead of them. I mean, honestly, they're split in their stats of who's ahead of who. Because the Colts, they are 24th in yardage when it comes when it comes to offense. So overall offense, they're 24th. They average uh, 321.4 yards per game, where the Steelers average 312.2 yards a game. They are 27th. The, the Colts, though, they average 15.7 points a game. That's 31st. Where the Steelers are now up to where they average 17 points a game, 17.0, and they are 28th. So the Steelers actually average more points offensively than the Colts. The Colts in the run game, they are actually 27th. Now, they've got the run game going the last couple of weeks because Jonathan Taylor has returned, but they average 98.7 yards per game, where the Steelers are now averaging 107.8 yards per game. They are 22nd. But through the air, the Colts are 222.6 yards per game. That's tied for 17th. You're going to get more yards to the air when you're when you're behind in a lot of games, um, and that's kind of what's happened with the Colts uh, some this year. The Steelers are 204.4 yards per game, and they're 23rd. So the Steelers has have the advantage in points and rushing, where the Colts have the advantage in overall yards and passing yards, which passing yards pretty much leads to the overall yards because you expect to have at least double your passing yards as you do your rushing yards. So those two kind of go hand in hand. But here's something that's interesting. The Colts, turnovers, 19, the Steelers, 14. So the Colts have turned it over more than the Steelers. The Steelers have had two games in a row now that they haven't turned the ball over. Here's even more. Sacks surrendered. The Colts are tied for the most in the NFL in surrendering 40 sacks. The Steelers have surrendered 29. So the Colts have been giving up sacks. So that's something to remember with the Steelers' defense coming out there, um, trying to get maybe get back on track uh, a little bit there. Now, when it came to the Steelers' offense and their ranks, they improved or stayed the same in all four of those rankings. Uh, the Steelers, you know, they, they improved one spot overall with yardage. They were the same in their rush offense. They improved in their pass offense by one spot, and they went up in points scored from 31 to 28. I said last week that there was a bunch of teams grouped around the 15-point something. So with the Steelers putting up 30, that kind of bumped them a- ahead of, of those teams. So that's the offense. So as you can see, Indy's biggest struggles have been on offense. But on defense, it's been a whole different story. They only surrender 307.6 yards per game. That is fifth in the NFL, where the Steelers give up 375.5, which is 28th in the NFL. Now, these ranks for the Steelers, everything went went got worse. Their rankings got worse in everything, even rushing, just because it was a little bit more, but uh, barely. But all the ranks got worse this week for the Steelers because of that defensive performance from last week. So it's the culture fifth, the Steelers are 28th. But when you look at points, the Colts surrender on average 20.0 points a game. That's 11th in the NFL. The Steelers average 24.4 surrendered. That's 26th. So the Steelers actually rank higher in points than in yardage, where the Colts rank higher in yardage than points. Um, When you're talking about run defense, the Colts are 10th in the NFL at 113.5 yards per game, where the Steelers are 7th in the NFL at 103.4 yards per game. And as I said, over the last two, if you look at every every team's last two games, I want to say the last two weeks because some teams had buys in there, uh, the Steelers are second, only only behind the Ravens that have, you know, that they played the – 
the Saints and the Panthers were their two games where they shut down the run. Um, then, of course, then, you know, you got to look at the pass defense. The The Colts are seventh with 194.2 yards per game. The Steelers are now 32nd in pass defense. There for a while was the Ravens, um, then, the, you know, the, some other teams that were up there. Now it's the Steelers. They average 272.1 yards per game um, through the air. So that's that's disappointing. Um I would have to say. So, yeah, the Steelers were down from 30th to 32nd in that regard. But uh, they've been hanging around. They've been 29 or 30 ever since the the week going into Buffalo. Um, You know, after the Jets game is when that was. um, So, no, it wasn't the week going into Buffalo. It was the week after Buffalo. Sorry, the week after Buffalo. Now, to look at those other two stats, um, the Colts have forced – 11 turnovers. They have 11 takeaways. Where the Steelers' defense has 14 takeaways. So the Steelers have taken the ball away more. And remember, the Colts have played an extra game when you look at these totals. They're, they're, they've got 11 games under their belt because they have not had their bye yet. The Steelers have had 10. Um, the Colts have also – they have 28 sacks, which is right around what the Steelers have surrendered. They've surrendered 29. Um, but the Steelers, um, their defense has only managed 19 sacks so far this year. So uh, those are those are the that's the matchup with the Colts. To me, I think the biggest thing with this matchup, numbers wise, is going to be the Colts' ability to run the ball and the Steelers' ability to stop the run. I think the Steelers, um, if they can if they can continue with their stifling run defense, the way they have the last two weeks. I'm not talking 29 yards. I'm not even necessarily talking 62 yards. Or whatever it was um, uh, against against the Bengals. I'm I'm just talking not allowing the big chunk run plays like they have um, last year was mainly the the biggest time they were you were you were looking at like the the, the chunk plays. I mean the the Steelers didn't give up a run of more than eight yards against the the Bengals. They just they just didn't. Where. Um, you know the the where the Steelers had some runs over ten yards themselves, so that's one thing to look at, at them growing. But this is the Steelers have the next few games, uh, well the next two games against teams. They're on the road, but they're playing against teams that don't have a winning record. So they are really, to me, not it's not just about being winnable games they're they're really games that can really show you where you fall in the whole scheme of things are you a team that's better than the colts or one that's not as good as the colts are you a team that's going to be better than the falcons or, or not so much these are the kind of things that you're going to see with the steelers coming up so those are the numbers i, I really hope you have a had a have a great thanksgiving or had a great thanksgiving um i just really took some time i i'm I'm extra thankful just to to be around um, loved ones and everything. Uh, sometimes your life gets put into perspective. I'll, just on a personal note, last Friday I was away for the day. I um, my my wife said she'd hold everything down at home and sent me. I I was going to make a trip to the hospital, but then I ended up having to go even farther um, to to a funeral. Of 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 uh, of uh, someone from growing up, um, when I when I was just a little little kid, it was my best friend. It was his mother, um, and it's funny because now that best friend of mine, when I was little, is now my brother's best friend now as an adult. 
and his mother passed away. Um, she was a, when I was young, she was a very influential lady in my life. So I wanted to make sure that I was there for that. And on the way home from that, I went by the hospital because my, my sister's mother-in-law, uh, was in the hospital, um, you know, looking at an end of life situation there as well. Um, that's my, if I talk about my brother-in-law that I share my season tickets with, it's that brother-in-law, it was his mother. And uh, she, she passed away Wednesday morning. So even though I'm going into Thanksgiving and I have these, these sad um, life things going on that even though it, it's, you know, that I, I, it, People that people that are close to me are really hurting from it. I mean, I, I'm really glad that I got to go see Miss Nancy before she passed away, and that I, you know, spent a couple hours there. You know, both both her sons were there. Her one son's my brother-in-law. Her other son was my college roommate and one of my best friends. So they're they're family to me. Um, so we we knew that was coming. Um, didn't know how soon it was coming, but that was that was Wednesday morning. So when you see these things in life, you have to remember that there's a lot to be thankful for. I'm so thankful that I have you all that care enough to listen to me talk about numbers in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm so thankful for all of you uh, that that take the time to support us at Behind the Steel Curtain. This is this is none of our full time job. This is nobody that works behind the steel curtain is a full-time employee. This is all part-time hobby, lots of volunteer things of that nature as Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And that's who we are. And sometimes I know right now the Steelers aren't doing very well. A lot of fans have, have checked out. I don't ever check out from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't get a day of checking out from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have an article. I've got news to cover. I've got podcasts. One thing or another every day, 365 days a year. I don't ever get to just say, you know what? I'm frustrated with the Steelers. I want to turn it off. I can't. I really can't. But in order to do this, if it weren't, wasn't for you all that are actually listening it wouldn't even be possible. So I'm very thankful to to our listeners, those that are in the live chat on our live shows that feel like they're part of our Steelers family that I can I can talk to. People that have supported me with the publishing of my novel. If you're listening to this for the first time, and I'm mentioning, I I wrote a novel. I I published it on Amazon um, at the very end of August. It's under David Schofield. It's called Ghost Warriors. Nothing to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a YA fantasy adventure in a contemporary setting with historical references. I'll even go ahead and say it. It's Knights Templar is what it's is is what it's about. Um, nothing to do with sports, but it does say behind the steel curtain on on the back cover and part of my and part of my bio. So, and I've had people that through the podcast that have actually supported me with that and purchased the book and sent me their copy of the book for me to sign it for them and to send it back, which I'll do for anyone who reaches out to me that's, that, that's done that. And I'll, I'll even tell you, if you're like, oh, well, he's just trying to sell his book. You can, if you are someone who subscribes uh, to Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. You can go in there. It's there for free. Check it out. But I'm so thankful for that opportunity and the support from people from here behind the steel curtain that supported me in that. So I really want to thank you all on this Thanksgiving. Sorry that I kind of went off on my own little quote unquote heart to heart. No, I'm not stealing just segment, but I'm very, I'm, I'm very thankful for this opportunity that I'm just, I'm just, just a guy that used to coach high school football that ended up being, being a stay at home dad. 
that now has this opportunity to do this, um, to, to help just add something more to my life. So thank you all for that. I'm, I've said enough now. I should let you go. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Go Steelers. Get this win in Indy. I think I, I, I think they can get this one. I think they should get this one. But this this is a team that you never know quite what to expect. Uh, that's why they're always underdogs, So uh, except for once. So hopefully they can go get this win. And as I always say to close these out, thanks for being here.